Hi, Rasha. It's a real pleasure having you on Life Sciences Connect. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. So today we want to talk about changes. It's one of those things in life that keeps happening and not just in our personal lives, but also in professional lives, especially in the life sciences industry. But before we do that, could you tell a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hi, my name is Rasha. I'm working in, in, in a pharmaceutical company since 2006. Um, I'm mainly handling the, the, the QMS systems and I'm in the compliance department. So working closely with the processes and system. Uh, changes is my, my favorite topic. So uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Perfect. So the change can come from, you know, various sources. It can come from the inside. We want to improve the product, the process, introduce new manufacturers, launch the product, or maybe it's coming from the outside as in uh, a regulatory requirement. So I can sense a lot of reasons why we need to do changes, but from, from your perspective, why is it actually important to do changes and to be efficient in doing these changes as there are a lot of stakeholders and little moving pieces involved in the whole process. So an effective change, it's really one of the major part of the, of the quality processes. Why we need the changes, because we are in constant innovation. We are in continuous improvement. We do changes every day. So we, and this is, this is searching for excellence when you do changes, because you need to improve your quality of your product, the quality of your process being, being more efficient day to day. This is why we do changes. So let's imagine the change is initiated. We want to improve the manufacturing process because it's going to be cheaper, it's going to make the product better, et cetera, et cetera. It's initiated in quality, but the stakeholders are in multiple places, in manufacturing, in quality, in regulatory affairs, finance. I can sense a lot of you know, challenges here because all of a sudden you have to have many people working together from various departments using various systems and trying to follow one single process. What would you say is the main challenge when you try to do these changes on a daily basis? You're, it's the accept of the idea of the changes, first of all. Then um, you can, we can imagine that we can create a change easily, you and me. So we decide in our department as a scientist, we need to create a change, so we go for it. But we didn't thought about all the impacted issues or processes behind us or around us, what we need to do with it. This is why changes, the most important part of the changes, it's involving the correct person at the early beginning when you create your change, contacting the correct department, contacting the correct processes and, and um, having the full picture of it. You cannot have just your part of the business so because it's it's one of the major uh, uh, quality processes where it's uh, it can be uh, um, across all the functionality because you need really to, to, to check with all the um, in output and input, what it's the, the, uh, the, the, the need behind it. There's an important interface or collaboration happening between the change control managers on one side and the regulatory affairs managers on the other side who are then trying to get these changes actually approved before they're then implemented internally. And I know that you've done some important and exciting work on 
streamlining this process in terms of the impact assessment. Could you tell me a little bit more about what you've done and what you've learned? Yeah, what we have faced at the early beginning, at the early beginning of the project, what we were facing really from from a quality perspective, that we noticed that department was working really on silos. So I'm creating my change, send it to you as a quality, approve it or not, check what it's, in, it's needed or you, do we need this change or not? And then you send it back to me. And then from that, we go to contact the regulatory. And it's there, there was never a kind of committee of these changes who are working really on those changes, why we need those changes again, what it's the, uh, how can you make it um, effic efficacy enough to, 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 uh, to implement it in, in, in a very good way. So what we have decided at the early beginning that you need to involve uh, on the pre-assessment of the change, the correct department. So you say it could be technical department, the expert, subject matter expert, the quality, and we need the business also, and we need the finance. In, in if, if we need to implement a change, we need to see if we can do it really. It's it's a it's a it's feasible enough or not. Then you need the major part of it. It's the regulatory. What we have done in our QMS system that the regulatory was involved very early in the change to pre-assess the change from their part in the QMS system. Then the data was transferred to the regulatory uh, system. So you have your pre-assessment first in the QMS system, and then it goes to the um, uh, um, uh, registration system. In this case, you are in continuous progress of the work. You don't need to come back to check what it has been done in the QMS, then you uh, duplicate the data in, in the other system. When it's the data is updated in the regulatory system, the change from technical part, it will be continued to, to be implemented from the technical part, from the side part. And on this case, when it's done, we send an information to the regulatory part. We're saying it's done from our side. Can you submit now? When it's submissions done, we wait for the first submission so we don't forget anything. And in this case, we start to close our changes. There is a follow-up on all the countries, but it's done now via the registration system. So this is what was the most uh, valuable part. It's linking these two systems and work together with this pre-assessment at the early beginning from register. This is really interesting. That means that First of all, you're involving people together early in the process rather than working in silos. That's a very interesting message. You're trying to streamline the process that they're all following one process rather than trying to have multiple parallel processes at the same time. And now you've just mentioned technology as well, connecting technologies, the likes of the QMS system and RIM system because the work is being done in two systems, but a lot of the information data documents have to be shared across the board. So how critical would you say is having these systems talking to each other, connected in streamlining the whole process and bringing the people together? It's a one, one key element to connect those, those systems. But in order to, to succeed, you need to have data similar. You need to have, to, you need to talk, data need to talk to each other also. So you, what we, were what we were doing, that we are picking the data from the source system, from register to the QMS, um, assess it to pre-assessment in the QMS, send it back to the source system. So there is no loss of data. There is no change of data. The, the values are always the same. 
this is very the, this is the key of success if you want to have your systems talk to each other it's your master data and um a flexible system or you have maybe maybe ingenious people to be very smart to to link these two systems together also this is very important it takes a lot of change management to bring it all together to, to speak the same language across departments and across systems but i can see a lot of value and benefits in that because all of a sudden you don't have to duplicate your information. You don't have to spend the time sending emails or any way, any other means of communication to communicate those changes or the details of the assessment. You're bring down your compliance risks because of course you're speaking the same language and everything is up to date. And also all of a sudden you have the data you can trust. And that's important in many aspects, but also for example, batch release, right? In the end, when you're releasing your batch, it's very important to have the documents and data you can trust Potentially in one single system? Exactly. You need to trust your systems. And in the, and the only way to trust it is to, to define where is your source data, how it's how it's trans, translated to the next system, and how it's there was no changes in it. This is from the data integrity and data data uh, data integrity perspective. It's a very, very important part. Now, yes, uh, releasing process. You need to count on one trusting system. You cannot you cannot go and check on three, four systems to, to, to say, say, yes, I can release my product. You need to be efficient enough to release quickly your product. And the only way is um, managing the, the, the master data in the correct way. It really is. I, I fully agree with you. And this is something that I'm also trying to figure out on a daily basis almost. And it's not the easy thing to do, but it's one of those long-term things that actually we should all head towards. And this actually leads me to the next point. For all of the listeners who work in the companies and you know are either already streamlining the processes and connecting the systems together or are still working in silos and would like to go towards this reality, what would be your advice, your, let's say, key takeaways in how they can actually be successful in doing this as well? Yeah, from what we learned from this this project, working together with regulatory, that you, you cannot make your change here by your own. You need people. So first, first important uh, key learning message: it's gathering the correct people on you, on board to do your changes. Second thing, you need your you need your. Um, uh, I'm trying to find the word in English. <laughs> you need the. You need your your equipment. You need something to do your change correctly. So you need the best equipment in life to to make your changes perfect to 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 bring it to the board side to the safe side. And in this case, you need the systems. Systems need to handle in in this way the best uh, the, the best uh, processes. Then you need your data because if you have a crappy data, you will have a crappy system by the end. So you need a correct data. You need a perfect systems to work with it, and you need the correct people on board. And this is the three key learning uh, um, uh, points that we, we have it at the end. And you continue to you do your improvement, uh, continuous improvement process. Even when you implement your change, you come back and you think, okay, we did that. Can we improve it again? Can we make it simple? Simply, simplicity, it's as Leonardo da Vinci said, it's the most sophisticated thing. So if you try to be simple, it's the most difficult part to do it. 
And you, you know, from the system perspective, when you configure system to make it simple for people on the background, it's very complex. It is. I love your thoughts and how you actually connected this with Leonardo da Vinci as well. I hope this helps the listeners in making their own work and processes and initiatives simple, yet effective, which is like Russia said, is not easy. So with this, I really thank you for your thoughts, for your time. I've learned a lot. It was a really short but sweet conversation. I hope we keep in touch. I want to continue learning from you, but until then, I wish you all the best. Thank you, David. You too.